She's sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. I would hope our Democratic colleagues will reverse course and work seriously with this White House to reach an agreement that can become law and fulfill our promises to our country. The longer Leader McConnell allows this to continue, the more he and Republican senators will be tied to the president and the president's disgraceful tactic of government by extortion. We can't continue kicking this down the road. We can't continue to ignore it. We know that there is a crisis at the border. American lives are at stake, and the president wants to do what his constitutional duty is to protect those. Uh, And I I find it just appalling that Democrats are unwilling to do anything to fix this problem, work with the president, and open the government. And now, Stacey Washington. Welcome to the program. Hey there. Like the guy said, it's Stacey Washington here on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. And we have a jam-packed, wonderful program planned for you. We're going to be speaking with Angie May, director of the AFA store, about some of the things that we sell there. Uh, American Family Association, we are a multifaceted organization and we have a ton of cool stuff that you can get your hands on from books to, um, you know, Sanctity of Life prayer cards. We have cleaning products. I mean, we're just full service over here. So we're going to talk to her about that. We are also going to delve into immigration. We're back on that topic again today. Um, I think there's something super important going on. And uh, I had my regular weekly time away from all of this this morning. And so I wasn't able to get quite over to Twitter and send out some offensive tweets. But suffice it to say, I just want to get it out there for people to understand Um, It is not just a bully tactic or a PR uh, operation that Nancy Pelosi is saying that the president shouldn't have a state of the union because the government is shut down. She doesn't want to have the state of the union because the networks would be forced to cover it and she would not be able to respond. Yeah, the Democrats get a response time afterwards, but the state of the union address is normally an hour plus long speech, a wide ranging number of topics are covered. The president addresses the state of the union, as in all of the states and territories that comprise our great nation. And when he does that, he uh, he gets to wax poetic about what it means to be an American. He gets to point to people in the audience and call them out for their bravery or heroism or sacrifices or for their unique contributions to the nation. And the entire Supreme Court will be in residence. And of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is feeling ill. She, you know, we, we do hope for her recovery. We never want to hope for anyone, regardless of their political affiliation, that they would not do well when they're sick um, and, and, you know, recuperating from a surgery as she is. Uh, but it's highly unlikely that she will be able to attend the State of the Union. And so all of these things work against the Democrats' current posturing as they work very diligently to make the Steve King uh, basically, it's a it's a lynching that they're doing to Steve King, Congressman King, as they work to make that a part of the national narrative and things that we're discussing around the water cooler and the dinner table and et cetera. That's what they're wanting to make the main, you know, red meat of the day. Not the fact that the Mueller investigation is really just centering on some people who are in the Trump orbit who've made some mistakes but have nothing to do with the campaign, not mistakes coordinated with the campaign. But deeper than that, They need to draw attention away from the fact that the 30-day mark is approaching and there will be reductions in force made 
automatically because when the government is shut down for 30 days and workers are furloughed and they're not essential, those people will be possibly let go. And so I, I want to clarify here a couple different things. I have to I have to hit a few topics. Let's just call this housekeeping, okay? First of all, I have close family members who work for the federal government. So when I talk about making government smaller or reduction in force or draining the swamp or, you know, a, a trap that's been set by Donald Trump that would reduce the federal workforce by possibly 800,000 workers or some, somewhere in that neighborhood, I'm not gleefully speaking about people being unemployed. But in today's job market, if you're coming out of federal employment and you have, a, you know, a clean record of employment there, you will have a wealth of opportunities in the private sector. We have more jobs than we have people available to work them. What better way to boost the economy and our GDP than to take jobs that take between 9 and 18 private citizens paying taxes to fund, 9 to 18 private citizens to fund one government job? I, I'll say that one more time. It takes between 9 and 18 taxpayers like you and I to fund a government job. So why not move those fantastic employees, if that's what they are, to the private sector and shrink the size of our government? We're not talking about essential employees here. We're talking about people who've been furloughed for 30 days and they're therefore deemed not only non-essential, but their jobs are rift, reduction in force because the government is still shut. So this isn't personal. And for people who are currently experiencing that, they don't have that first paycheck. Again, when this happens in the private sector, we don't have huge puff pieces for people uh, you know, people are laid off from this company or that almost every single day. And the answer to that comes straight out of God's word. And it's not daily confession for today. This is just something that's a nugget that we all need to hide away. You, me, every one of us. And that is that the Bible calls for us to be prepared for every eventuality and to store away provisions for times like this. So that being said, if you've you know, anyone finds themselves in a situation where they're looking at being re reduced, you know, involuntarily removed from their workplace, it's a difficult time. My husband and I have been through it. It is, it is no fun, but God is greater. And so please don't take things that I'm talking about here on the show to be personal attacks on your family because they work for the federal government. My family works for the federal government too, but this isn't about a personal issue. It's about other than the fact that we have families being destroyed, parents mourning over their children, and a border through which terrorists can openly flow, that's the personal side of the issue. Not any particular family or group of people who may or may not have family members who are employed by the federal government. So that, that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, you know, we have quite a few people who get really triggered when I tell the truth about President Obama. And so I, I totally respect other people worshiping President Obama as their Lord and Savior because it's your right to get on the road to hell and take the bullet train there. It's your choice and decision to say, I would rather idolize and worship a human person who is fallible and sin-filled and doesn't even claim the Savior than to worship the one true God and to give my life to Jesus Christ. And if that's the decision you've made, please bang on, keep doing what you're doing because it's your choice. I recommend that you give your life to Christ, but you have the decision to make. I can't control you. But that same statement works both ways. No email is going to make me change the content of the show or rename it Stacy on the left. 
referring to other hosts on either Urban Family Talk or American Family Radio and comparing and contrasting me to them positively or negatively will neither change the content of this show, it will not adjust what appears on the show sheet, and it will not change what I cover here. Because if you want to have a show that sounds like some other show on this network, then you start your own show and work your way up through radio and put in tens of thousands of hours of your personal time and family time, writing, speaking, traveling, attending conferences, reading articles, and giving up time with your kids and your husband or kids and your wife or your pets or whoever you have, and work your way up the ladder and get your own program and call it You on the Left and make it exactly like the show that you like. But I, what I'm saying is you do you, worry about yourself, and I'm going to do me. This program will never have a leftist orientation. We will never kowtow to Barack Obama's, uh, you know, his acolytes, the people who worship him and have his pictures up all over their house. We will never, ever stop telling the truth here on Stacey on the Right about what his presidency did to this nation and what the current status of things is as a direct result of the judgment that came upon us as a country because we elected him. We're still living under that judgment, and I'm going to tell the truth about it. And so, you know, it's, it's really cute when I get emails like that because I always wonder who is this person and why do they think they get to help me program the show? I think I should leave off with this as I move into the Daily Confession, and that is, God bless you, get your own show. Now, today on the program, we are going to be delving into uh, this El Chapo Act as described by Senator Ted Cruz himself. Uh, the remains of 127 dead migrants recovered in southern Arizona in 2018, and we'll cover the numbers going back a few years, which will reach into the Obama presidency and the Obama administration, which means same numbers of migrants dead, the remain, the die in the desert out there crossing the border. And I mean, nobody seems to care. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care. Barack Obama didn't care. Susan Rice didn't care. And we're also going to now, right this second, delve into the Daily Confession. And Yesterday, we talked a little bit about not delving into the occult. That's horoscopes. That's going into, um, you know, get your palm read. That's Ouija boards. Um, that's any kind of thing that relies on luck or trying to reach the spirit world to get answers for something in your life, as opposed to just saying, you know what, Lord, I have no idea what's going on here right now. Can you, can you help me? Can you tell, show me the way? Send your word to me, whether it's in the word or whether it's, you know, my husband telling me, because often that's how I find God tells me when I've answered, I've prayed for an answer and I'm looking and I'm thinking, when, when, when do I find out what's going on here? Like, Lord, I know you hear my prayer. What's going on? And sometimes because my mind is always running at like a thousand miles an hour, God will send a person. Usually it's my husband. Sometimes one of the kids will answer what I'm talking about today. I was sitting in Bible study and the lady next to me who is, she is a sweet, godly woman and she is wise, answered something that I've been praying about. It's like a, a why question. God, why is this happening? She answered it in talking about one of the answers to the questions to, that we were discussing. So God is real. He wants you to ask him for the answers and going into the spirit realm and the occult, you're going you're gonna to speak to spirits, but you're also going to open a door that you can't shut on your own and you defile yourself. So I want to make sure that I'm clear about that. Today's daily confession is, uh, it's a question. What will they say about you? What will they put on your headstone? What will people say about you when you've gone on to be with the Lord, when you've taken your path into the afterlife? What will they say about you? 
First Chronicles 10, 13 through 14 says, King James Version, So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one who had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. This is when he went to the medium to find out what was going to happen with the Philistines. And inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. So it doesn't talk about, uh, it, it, it doesn't talk about any of the other things he did as king, like if he pardoned people or if he built things or if, you know, his legacy ended up being boiled all the way down to one time he travels into the Philistine territory. He seeks the advice of a medium about what the Philistines are going to do to the Israelites because he doesn't have David fighting for him and leading his army anymore. And because he did that, not only was he killed, but all of his sons were killed, which is such a waste of life for the sons, but specifically for Jonathan, who had a covenant with David and was integral to keeping David alive, the, the entirety of their friendship. And so there's a desperate sense about when we're, when we're in crisis or turmoil and we want to know what's going to happen. We, we're wondering, what does this mean? At no point should we ever be tempted or yield to the temptation to go seek out the palm readers and all of that. I've, I've seen them in the malls here locally. Um, I was actually at Fox News doing back when the Megyn Kelly show was still a thing and coming back from an audience panel show that I did there and walking by myself down towards Times Square to the hotel. And this lady was sitting on a chair outside of, I'm not sure if it was a dinner place or what, but I could hear the sound of plates and you know music coming out of the doorway. And she called out to me and she said, I have someone who wants to talk to you. And I can tell you, when I turned and looked at her, it's like she struck fear into my heart. And I started walking faster and she said, don't run away. I have something to tell you. And I was like, I had to get away from this woman. I didn't quite run, but I got straight over to my hotel. Because it's not that these people who say they can speak to spirits, it's not that they can't speak to them. It's that once they start speaking to the spirits and to you, and you start participating in that, how are you going to get out of it? Do you think you're more powerful than those spirits? The only thing they bow to is the name of Jesus Christ. So don't do it. Instead, work to please the Father. Communicate with Him. Draw others to Christ. Read and study your Bible. Do not give up. Don't faint at the sight of peril, because in the valley of the shadow of death, He is with you. Don't give up. Stay the course and keep away from the occult then you'll know what they're going to say about you when you go on. We'll be back with uh, Angie May right after this. Maybe you've been hearing the messages from Preborn, asking listeners to join together to help save babies' lives through ultrasound, and you're not sure how to respond. Here's the story of one woman who took that step. I heard about Mission Preborn just before December of last year and asked my husband if we could give at least 140. Just last week we received our packet. My husband came in the house and he was telling me this is our preborn packet, the ultrasounds. I started crying without even seeing them. Not only were there five babies, but one of the moms was having twins. We were just elated for that. For $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds, and you'll receive a story and a picture of babies' lives that were spared. All gifts are tax-deductible, and 100% of your sponsorship goes to saving babies. 
To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or go to preborn.com. Hi, I'm Crawford Loritz with a Legacy Moment. Some years ago, I was treated to a wonderful fishing trip on the White River. We caught a lot of fish. You want to know why? Well, we had a guide who knew the conditions of the river. He knew where the fish were likely to be. He understood what bait to use, how to land the fish, everything. You see, he was a pro. Some of us are not experiencing a fruitful ministry because we're not depending upon our guide, the Holy Spirit. We're depending on everything else. We need to cultivate a sensitive ear and an obedient heart to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's why I love the story in Acts chapter 8 of Philip the Evangelist and how he responded to God's direction. Listen to Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Well, Philip goes south and he meets an Ethiopian riding in his chariot. Philip pulls alongside this government official who's reading the scriptures without understanding a word he's reading. Philip explains to him what the scriptures mean. Verse 35, And Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. And as they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, because Philip responded to the clear, obvious leading of God, God connected him with this Ethiopian eunuch and led him to Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to remember today. The nature of ministry is supernatural. What God wants done, He wants to do through us. So let's follow our guide. More information about the ministry of Crawford Loritz can be found online at livingalegacy.org. You can download episodes of Stacy of the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or urbanfamilytalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. What's up, citizens? Thanks for being with us today. I'm broadcasting live and direct to you from the heartland of America where we're still covered with snow and I keep yelling out, are you okay? Because we have a clay tile roof and huge foot deep, uh, like huge slabs of snow and ice with icicles on it keep sliding off the roof. And when it hits the ground, it sounds like a couple of cars crashing together. So last night I went running around the corner looking for our 15 year old because I thought she'd fallen down somewhere. It sounded like a huge, like crash, almost explosion. She's like, it's, I'm fine, mommy. I'm fine. I was like, well, what's, what was that? She said, it's ice sliding off the roof. I was like, oh, this happens every time we have a big snow. So I was just like right before the show started, I was upstairs and I heard this huge crash and I started freaking out and I remembered, oh, it's just snow sliding off the roof. So Welcome to my world. We're still covered with snow, and we're supposed to have a huge freezing snap this weekend. So, yay, global warming. Where are you? Al Gore, we've been gypped. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, Stacy on the right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome Angie May, director of AFA Store, afastore.net, to find out more about what we're talking about here. Um, Angie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's talk about this. I was saying at the beginning of the show how American Family Association and American Family Radio is a multifaceted, sparkling group of different ministries all coming together 
and providing all kinds of cool stuff like Sanctity of Life prayer cards and Redeem Clean and, um, you know, American Family Devotion coffee. So let's talk about that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, Yeah, right now you're talking about being so cold where you are. The Devotion coffee is probably one of the best things that we've got going to keep you warm right now. As a matter of fact, um, I love coffee. So. Everybody in this office loves their coffee. And so it has been staff approved. Um, it is a staff favorite. And uh, it is, we call it white chocolate raspberry. Mm. And it is really good. It's real mildly flavored. And um, you can get that at afastore.net. And it is a 12 ounce bag for about $11 and um, for a suggested donation of that. And it's a pretty good thing to have. Okay. So. Uh, to be honest with you, while you were just talking, I remembered. So the last time I came, so maybe three shareathons ago, I had uh, American Family Coffee at the break room because that's what y'all serve there, right? It is in the building. Okay, so I had some. I don't know if it, I don't think it was a raspberry flavor. I think I had uh, some kind, some variation of the black coffee. It didn't have any like fruit flavors, but I had it while I was there because I'm a huge coffee drinker. So when I come to a work building like a, an office and they have coffee there, I love to drink the coffee that's in office buildings. Because it's different than what you buy at the grocery store. Right. So uh, I've already had it. I was just thinking to myself, why haven't I had it? I have. I had it the last time I was in Tupelo, and it was good. So I can give my my, um, my yes. verification on that. We have flavored and unflavored, and you probably had one of, um, I think you were here this year, thought that that was part of our premium, possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it was, that is, this coffee is actually roasted just probably maybe about 45 minutes away from our home offices. And we have hooked up with a local uh, roaster. And so everything is kind of homegrown and local. And and uh, it's just good. It can't be beat. All right. So that's the coffee. Um, and that sounds yummy, people, if you're listening and you're a coffee drinker. In fact, I have a latte right here because I have a little espresso maker at home. So I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, so I really love coffee. And I think one of the things that really excites me about the American Family Coffee is that some of those proceeds go to the ministry work, correct? Right, and it it helps us with our um, our pro life uh, things that we do, and it's just it goes into our war chest, is what we call it. Which we all need to be uh, trying to help build up the war chest, right? And this this is the work, the ministry side where the work of the kingdom gets done that we're Absolutely. all trying to be a part of. Yes. Um. So then, okay, let's talk about. Uh, that that coffee is called Devotion, a mild flavor coffee with a Brazilian base, fresh raspberries, sweet chocolate. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's fantastic. But then we can also, I'm on the store right now, and it's afastore.net. There's also something called Redeem Clean. So yes. let's talk about that. Have you used that before? I have used that. It's um, We just had a couple of donors. I mean, you know, we're such a donor-based ministry. And there were a couple of donors that just came up with this idea that they wanted to help us sustain. They wanted to sustain us with donations. Um, and so we partnered with them. They created this. It is um, everything is natural. Um, there's they can really describe it better than I can. But everything is it's a wonderful thing. And it lasts a long time. Um, and that part of those proceeds come back to us every month. And so they've just been wonderful to partner with. Okay, so I've heard them talk about it on the kind of promos in between on on my program and on other times during the air when I'm listening. I'm I'm listening to other shows. I hear them talk about it. 
But if you are anything like, I, I know I'm, I'm not an anomaly. Moms get really picky about the kind of detergent that they use. Yes. If you have anybody with allergies in the household, it can be really like, it, it's such a hard thing to find something that doesn't trigger the allergies of any person who's got stuff going on, anybody who's got eczema or skin issues. And then there's just the overall smell. If you get used to using one product, then switching, it's almost like trying to get someone to change their last name. They're just not one want to do it. So when you've used it, what would you compare it to or what would you say the scent of it is like? To me, the scent on um, the regular, you know, we have a free and clear that is completely no scent and okay. uh, nothing harsh, no um, no colors, no artificial anything in that. Um, but the scent on the normal, I rem- it reminds me sort of like a downy, something mm. kind of like that, maybe even lighter okay. than that. It's not heavy at all. Um there's kits that come with dryer sheets and there's kits that come without it. So you can just get the, um, the laundry kit without the dryer sheets, just the two bottles. It's like a bottle of, it's about 50 ounces of liquid that you get, which this goes a long way. Um, you don't have to use a whole lot of this at all. Okay. So this is not the pods that we see. This is the, the liquid that you pour into the lid. Right. And is that compatible with the front loading washing machines? It is. It okay. is all uh, high energy efficient, and, and um, they have done their research on this and made sure that it is compatible with septic systems and, and everything. Okay, perfect. So these are the kind of things I'm, I'm asking these because you know, Angie, for moms, you have, the, you have to take all those things into consideration. You do. Because sometimes, you know how it is, you try, to, you try something new, and then at my house, people will say, what's that new smell? I, I smell something different in the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, did you not notice when you put it in? It's different. Ch- I switched, I switched the scent and they're <laughs> like, uh, sometimes I'll be like, oh, it's nice. But I have had complaints come back from the kids. Like, this is not a scent that I like. This is, this is who these people are. And I know they're not only at my house. They're all no, over. No, it's like, everywhere. People get yeah. in their own little rut. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. And for us moms, it's hard because we're trying to economize, support yes. a ministry that we love, and please the people who are living yes. in the house who will complain. So, it's hard um, being a mom, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like herding cats, but you get the rewards with the hugs and the kisses. Nailing so, jello on the wall is I'm what I say. I'm telling you. I, it's, it's so fun, but it's also like, sometimes I wonder how I made it through the, the younger years, and now that they're teenagers, I'm like, how am I making it I know. through this year? This, this, is, this is an adventure. Um, okay, so those, those sound awesome, and I honestly had thought... I. I want to try the Redeem Clean, um, but I what I do is I listen to it. I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And then the time gets away. So I want to point people again to the afastore.net. You just click on the link at the homepage. There's a big block. It says Redeem Clean. Right. It takes you over. Or you can order the Redeem Clean products by phone by calling 877-485-5527. Um, so then the last thing that I wanted to kind of cover, which looks really interesting and I love these because I actually went on to um, Amazon and I bought these adorable, they're, they're not really prayer cards. They're like, um, it's like a scripture printed on a pretty little card. And it's a little, like maybe two and a half by two and a half card. And I actually punch a hole in it and I use it as like a gift tag. So these are better than those because instead of just having a scripture, this is a Sancti of, Sanctity of Life prayer card. You get a 10 pack. What's on these cards? It is a prayer that is based off of Psalm 139, um, and it just kind of helps you pray through this season. You know, this is Sanctity of Life Sunday is actually this coming Sunday. So this is the perfect time of year to really focus on this. Um, You know, we are wonderfully made, and these prayer cards have been um, 
very needed. We've had a lot of calls for these. As a matter of fact, right now, these are free shipping completely. They're just $5 for a 10-pack that you can share with people in your Sunday school or share with them um, in your church or small groups. And it's just a good reminder to pray through that scripture um, and just, you know, focus on, you know, how God has knit us together and how important all life is. And I think they're beautifully made. Um, We do a lot of these prayer cards through the years, and this is one that has probably been one of our most requested. Mm. Okay, so it's a pack of 10. It's a two-carded, two-sided card, and it has a prayer for the sanctity of life based upon Psalm 139. Yes. Um, And so it's $5 for this pack of, um, well, it's $5 for a pack of 10, but if you buy 20... It goes down, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to make sure I was seeing this right. You you actually pay less if you buy more. The if more you buy twenty, the more we buy. The more you buy, the more you save. Is what oh, okay. That's awesome. So if you buy ten, you pay five dollars. If you buy twenty, then you you pay three fifty each for each pack. Each pack, mm-hmm. okay. So three fifty for two packs, right? Or five dollars for one pack, right? Um, so that sounds like a deal to me. My and free deal, shipping right now. My, my deal mm-hmm. antenna are up. They're like, what's going on here? This sounds like a deal. Um, and it's a really pretty card. It has a mom and a baby on there. And I think one thing that really works for is to it. It's a reminder to pray for this issue, so you can give it to someone in a gift that you're already going to give them, or you can give it to them. You know, slide it in their Bible or hand it to them at church. Um, it's a great way to to kind of talk about the issue, but not from the kind of political side where people right. are fighting, but from the side where you're just asking them to to pray for the sanctity of life, which means they don't have to talk about the issues surrounding exactly. it. You just, they can just pray over it. That sounds wonderful. Yes. I, th- I think it's a great reminder of um, how we can pray. Uh, some people, you know, they just need a little um, help along the way just to kind of um, do their prayer. And praying through the scripture is just the best way to do that. And so this is just all written out for you and it's easy to follow. And it's just a great, a great reminder. It is. And I, I also want to point out that sometimes... Um, someone can have something like laying on their heart that they feel like, you know, I'm supposed to do something about this. And then you come along with this prayer card and you say, hey, I just felt like I wanted to share this with you. This is something I'm praying over. um, And I hope you'll join me in praying over it in your quiet time. And they will see that and they may not say anything to you about it, but they'll feel like, I was just feeling like I should pray about this, but I didn't even know where to begin. Right. And this is a great way for them to just dive right in with a prayer that's from scripture. So there's nothing to argue with. There's nothing to worry about. There's no, there's no angle. It's just straight up from the scripture. Right. You're praying for the issue. And then you feel like you're answering what God asked you to do. They're doing what God maybe laid on their heart to do. It's, a, it's an amazing tool. It is an amazing tool. Um, I wanted to go back and talk to you about Redeem Clean for just a second. Um, yeah, sure. One of the ministries within AFA that this really benefits is Engage. And that is one of our projects that is geared towards millennials. And so some of those resources come back and help them be able to make more resources for that age group um, right now, too. So that's kind of a geared project for Redeem Clean. Hmm, that's fantastic. So we've had um, Cedric Sarton on the program from Engage Magazine, and we've been really excited about the work that they're doing because the millennials are the, the first generation to be um, less church than their parents. Right. And it's uh, it's kind of a burden because if your kids are anywhere near that generation, like our kids are in whatever they're going to call the generation after the millennials, 
Um, yeah, that's is it Z or something like that? Yeah, they yeah. don't know what they're going they to call don't. them. They'll be old, like they'll be older than us when they figure when out they what figure they're going to call them. Yes. Yeah, but they're in that group. And so they're already starting to put out, like they got a lot of data on the millennials, but they're now starting to put out some data about this next group and they're even less church than the millennials. So right. the, the trend is going in the, the, the wrong direction. And I, I can tell you, Angie, as I look through my email and I see people calling me an Uncle Tom and telling me that working here at, at American Family Radio makes everybody who works at AFA my master and that I'm a slave to, uh, you know, to the radio station. I don't know how that works when I'm getting paid. But anyway, <laughs> I, when I read that kind of stuff and it's coming from people who are, are well-educated and they have a, a ton of different, like their backgrounds should paint a rosier picture for them right. thinking-wise that they should be able to think. I, I just, when I read those, I immediately go to... That I'm, I'm first of all, I'm over the target, and it is mm-hmm. not me that is the issue. It's the gospel, and right. Jesus Christ is going to be glorified whether I work here or not. His kingdom will come whether I work here or not, and so my job is to do the best that I can while I'm working here and to support everything that's going on. And I think you know, the I just want the listeners to know that the best thing that they can do is if they have something that they're looking to get, like if you're looking for a small gift for someone or you felt like I want to get something to kind of spur this group to pray or, or my, maybe a child or family members to pray, then get the, the Sanctity of Life prayer cards, you know, buy, buy a 10 right. pack, just give it a try. Or if you're thinking, you know, that coffee sounded all right, you know, do, don't, don't wait, pull the trigger, um, get, just get some of it, whatever flavor you like. There is a sampler pack. I want to point that out. Um, and there's a ton of, of options on here. There's actually a drop-down menu for the coffee, which right. I think is fantastic. A sampler pack, decaf, unflavored, flavored, and then merchandise. So you can get tumblers, all that stuff. Um, or, you know, go for the Redeem Clean if that sounds much more up your alley. That supports the pro-life work and, and other things that we're doing here at American Family Radio. I just, I want people to feel like it is what it is. We have a ton of options and ways for you to kind of branch out in your support. And if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't want to just do a straight donation. I'd like to do something a little more. These are uh, options for you to do that. Absolutely. Well, I think we covered it. We did it, Angie. I think we did. I was very nervous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> We're just talking about buying stuff. I'm a, I'm a super shopper. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm a super shopper. Oh, so okay. This we- segment works for me. I'm telling you. We could do this on boots. We could do this on dishes. Oh, now, yes. Oh, yeah. I love, we I love the boots. So. Yes. Yes. You and I, we could do a whole 20 minutes on boots, where to buy them, cutest styles. Yes. Yes. That's because, what- see, you're tall like I am. Mm-hmm. You're actually taller than me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you? I'm 5'9". Oh, yeah. You're the height of my sister. Yeah, that's tall. So, yeah. um, you know, boots is important because you got to get the heel just right. you got to get the heel because you don't want it super tall because you're tall. Absolutely. But you can't have a flat boot. That's just not a boot. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Angie May, director of AFA Store, afastore.net, to buy anything that you heard us talking about. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you again soon. We'll be back with more right after this. I had a conversation with my daughter about making mistakes and not getting this Christian walk right. I had to explain to her that none of us are perfect, but we are all striving for perfection. Then I was listening to a song by 10th Avenue North called You Are More. The song really explained what I shared with her and reminded me that the enemy would like nothing more than to use the mistakes and things you've gotten wrong against you. 
But because of Christ, you are more than your mistakes. You are more and bigger than your fears. You are so much more than the choices you've made. And God's love for you never wanes. It never decreases. It never ceases to exist. Today, no matter what you've done or how bad you think it is, repent and rest in the forgiveness and love of the Father. Extend to yourself the same passion and grace that the Father extends. With a heart for the urban family, I'm today's urban woman, Tony Johnson. Connect with us at urbanfamilytalk.com. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. We've been all over the country helping disaster victims who lose everything. It's truly a blessing. I really don't have the words to express. And yet they see a glimmer of hope when a volunteer shows up. Building the home, that's the second reason we're here. The number one reason is to share the gospel and and give them hope. It's everything that's right in America. I mean, it really represents the, the best that we have to offer. That's one of the main reasons for doing it, is being able to be the hands and feet of Jesus and coming out and working with so many wonderful volunteers. I just feel like it's important in this day and age to teach a child uh, how to serve. Please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, and click on Get Involved. Submit your email address, and the next time we go anywhere with a disaster, we'll invite you to come along as well. I love coming in the job room because you can see these pieces of paper, they aren't just a piece of paper. Right. It's a family that's hurting, and it's a gospel opportunity. You know, I just thank God, you know, for this moment. I mean, I'll be back in my home, and I know it's going to be awesome. Come love others with 8 Days of Hope. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. It's not unique for a new House majority to change the names of committees and subcommittees. Everyone knows about the spate of inquiries to be led by Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, a quest for the president's tax returns by Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal. But how about House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Elliot Engel? Engel's assembling a panel on oversight and investigations, too. Fox is told there's more interest in investigations than terrorism these days, specifically the Trump administration. The new panel will probe how the administration handled whistleblowers in the diplomatic community. It's not rare to have such oversight panels. The Homeland Security, Natural Resources Committee, Science, Armed Services, Financial Services, and Veterans Affairs Committees all feature oversight subcommittees. What's in a name? Asked William Shakespeare. When it comes to the names of committees on Capitol Hill, everything. And to determine the differences and priorities between Democrats and Republicans, look no further than the names of their congressional committees. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. This is Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. The Democrats said they're for border security, but who in America believes that border security would not would not include some form of a barrier? We know that works. We know there is a crisis on the southern end. You know who else said there was a crisis on the southern end of our border? Barack Obama. Who's <laughs> voted for fencing? Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Biden, Nancy Pelosi twice. But now because it's President Trump, they're allowing their own political bias to enter in this for those extreme levels of the Democratic Party to stop anything from moving. And this is causing real damage. All right. Welcome back to the show. And that was Leader McCarthy talking about border security. And I, you know, again, Um, This is not a, it shouldn't be a partisan issue. It's a common sense issue. It's an issue of right and wrong. And in in the big scheme of things, we can get fired up about it. I certainly have. Uh, We can have really kind of emotional moments where you just think to yourself, you know what? Because you just can't imagine the pain and suffering that people are going through if they've lost a family member and you just don't, you, you feel helpless. But we're not helpless. We're Christians. And as Christians, we have not only God's word and the Holy Spirit, but we have 
access to the Father, where we can pray and beseech him on behalf of our fellow citizens and our government officials, and we have to be doing that. I want to renew our call to be fasting and praying and and really to make this something that we're committed to doing. And you know in your heart what you should be fasting, and, and we want to pray for the border situation and for good leadership in Washington, D.C., and for the nation to acknowledge that the head is it's Donald Trump and that people would respect the authority of the office, as was done when President Obama was in office, and that Christians would pray for those who are placed in authority over them because the we're not supposed to touch God's anointed. You know, we're, we, there's all this talk about removing people. It wasn't right when it was Barack Obama and it's not right when it's Donald Trump. And I know that that's, that's where I don't understand the offense that I get constantly from people who worship Barack Obama. When I used to talk about how he had a good marriage and he was, seemed to be a good father, although he teaches his children liberalism and leftism, he's, he's present in the home and married to their mom and they have this intact family unit. And I would say that I, I greatly respect that. And people would get upset, but it's true. I acknowledge the good along with the bad. There wasn't much good to acknowledge, so I might as well let whatever there was, you know, at least acknowledge it. And the same thing with President Trump. I have been critical of his, you know, marital history, et cetera, et cetera. But every single hero that we have in the Bible, people who did amazing things for God, every one of them had an area in their life where they struggled and specifically, I, I always think about King David and how he struggled um, over and over and over again in the Bible. He was a man after God's own heart. He wrote so many of the Psalms. He really had a lyrical, musical love of our Father in Heaven that was unparalleled by any other person who is, is written about in the Bible. Yet, on the other hand, he, he made some serious errors and he had multiple wives, which was you know, it was it was the cultural norm back then, but it weakened his ability to govern his children. And it also was a stumbling block in his governance of the, the nation of Israel through his wives. They were, you know, obviously it's like a big bag of cats. How crazy is that? And then all the children and how he didn't really have authority over them because authority with kids, it's such a tricky mix to get the authority, the love and the meeting out of discipline just right. And that's when it's just one mom, one dad, and the, the kids are all from between the two of them in, in the union. When you start adding in multiple wives and concubines and kids from this one and that one, you can see where he set himself up through all of those wives to have the difficulties that he eventually had with his sons. Yet even through all of that, God used him mightily to fulfill prophecy and to leave us the heritage of the Psalms, which we can use on a daily basis to not only encourage ourselves, but to learn and grow in Christ. So it's fascinating. It's really just like, I mean, it's, it's this amazing dichotomy, is it not? And that is why, you know, Barack Obama could have been used to the benefit of this nation had he prayed and asked God, what do I do here? And instead of hewing to leftist ideology said, I'm going to do what's best for this country. I want the legacy of the first black president to be one of prosperity and unity, et cetera, et cetera. But he chose not to, just as Saul did. Saul had many opportunities in the Bible to repent and come back into right relationship with God to avoid the peril that he eventually experienced, but he did not. And so with Donald Trump, we see, I, I, you know, obviously we've never seen him go on television and repent, but we've seen a contrite spirit from him as it relates to a lot of these kind of, it's his past catching up with him in his public life now that he's a politician. But 
in the face of all of that, he's still the president. And we know that God turns the head of the leader to the left or the right. And so we should be praying to God as opposed to, I don't know, emailing me and telling me that, you know, Trump is my master. I'm just saying, I mean, you got, you got options. And if you want to be effective, emailing me just isn't it. Cause I laugh at the emails. And I also, I'll tell you, I used to put them on the website, but I felt like that was giving people too much bad attention for sending me vulgar emails. So now what I usually do is I black out the parts that are vulgar and then I'll read them in a funny voice at dinner and the kids laugh. So if you're emailing me, you're probably getting laughed at around the dinner table <laughs> and you're not changing anything I'm saying on the show, but by all means, email is free and keep doing whatever you want to do. <laughs> so Richard in Alabama, thank you for joining the show. Hey. How are you doing? I, I, I'm just been, uh, happy as all get out to listen to you on the radio. I, I, I enjoy listening to you. Oh, you hit the you. nail right on the head almost every time I can remember. And, you know, on this wall business, it's really quite simple if people would just think about it. If you've got a Democrat or a Rhino Republican, they're against it because they're, trying, they're getting something somewhere, somehow, paid off to be against it. Very simple. If they're for it, they're not. They're for the people. And until we get everybody in there who are for it, we're going to have a problem. And they could have done it without the wall, obviously, years ago. But they won't because they're getting paid. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I, you know, Richard, I, you're right. I'm, I wish I could argue with you. I wish I could say, no, they're not. They're not getting paid or, you know, they're, they would never do that. But the fact is you're correct. And that's horrible. Um, I wanted to say thank you for being such a great, uh, you know, uh, supporter of American Family Association and American Family Radio, and for calling the show today. Thank you so much. Um, Diane, thank you for calling the show. What's your comment? Yes. Yes. Uh, just a comment about Trump and why the establishment probably dislikes him so much. Mm-hmm. Well, one would be that he used to be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So he's automatically a traitor. You know, Many, many years ago, he was a Democrat. He was. And the fact that he can't be bought, like, he doesn't need them to help him in any way now or in the future when he leaves, like the rest of them. They come to Washington to get rich. They also, they 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 have. They have a little club, right? And when they go to Washington, they go there and they go in all strong. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then, you know what, Diane, they get in there and they realize how much money they can make uh-huh. and they start compromising. Right, and the thing with Donald Trump, what they said. yeah, yeah. And so then we see Donald Trump, yeah. right? He comes in there. He already has a, a helicopter that's nicer than anything any lobbyist can offer him. I think he has two or three of them. He has a lot of his own toys and buildings all over the world. So he can't like there's nothing they can offer him where he'd be like, "Ooh, I really want one of those." You know, he's really he's beyond what they can purchase. And you're right. They don't like that. They can't get anything over him. They've already exposed any of his secrets that might be damaging to him. And he still survived because all of us know we're all human and people make mistakes. Uh, you make a good point, Diane. I'm I'm I just keep that. We just got to pray for him. We got to pray for him that he would be wise and that I he just, would stay the I'm course. I'm just glad that their their blood pressure is probably through the roof, all of them. 
I can't sleep at night. You know, they're having to take two or three blood pressure pills. Yeah. I love that but, too. I love them uh, not knowing what they're going to wake up to. Doesn't that, this, like some days I wake up and I'm like, I wonder what President Trump tweeted in the wee hours of the morning and who's raging mad about it. Because they get so upset, everything he says. <laughs> thanks for calling the show, Diane. Let's go to Jake in Arkansas. Hey, Jake, thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Stacy. Hey. Uh, my question is, can you tell what color I am? Uh, no, I would rather not guess, especially after <laughs> many, many people have guessed wrong to me and they don't know what color I am. So I'm not going to guess. <laughs> oh, I watch you. I watch you on Facebook. So I know what color you are. OK, people OK. Always get me mixed. People, people always get me mixed up and they think I'm white. And after they meet me, they, they say, you're not the guy I was talking to. But uh, me too. That happens to me, too. When I call a store and I say, do you have so and so? And they'll say yes. I'll say, would you put one aside for me? My name's Stacy. And then when I come in to get it, they're like, you were Stacy. I'm like, yes, it's me. Can't you hear my voice? It's me. I want, I'm going to pick that up. It happens to me too. Yeah, another, I'm on, I'm on another comment I want to make. Uh, you know, where I live, it's basically white people. And I, I put shoes on horses. I'm, I am a blacksmith. And, and I went to do shoes for this guy. And after I got there, he wouldn't let me do it because he thought I was white on the phone. And I'd like to know one more thing. What happened to Hillary Clinton? She done disappeared somewhere. She's not even surfacing at all. Well, I mean, she comes out when it's beneficial to her power structure. And I think, you know, one thing we can do is we just keep pressure on our legislators that they, they shouldn't give up. They've already subpoenaed a bunch of people to come in and testify about the email investigation and the dereliction of duty. It's, it, it's possible for her to still... Uh, be brought to justice on on the things that she did while she was uh, in office. Um, and and there's a reason why she's quiet right now, probably working on something dastardly. Or maybe she's just taking a break, which I'm glad. I'm glad we're not listening to her right now. Thank you, Jake, for calling the show. Um, I And and I, I would just say, uh, he mentioned the whole showing up to do a job and people not wanting, you, you know, sometimes we things happen and we get offended and obviously we have every right to feel offended, but we have to remember that people are sometimes disappointing. Sometimes it's about race. Sometimes it's about uh, your socioeconomic status. Sometimes it's about having a Southern accent or not having a Southern accent. Sometimes it's about your political affiliation. Um, but God calls us to forgive and keep it moving and it's hard to do. I'm over here with, you know, my finger in the air. I'm, I need just as much help as anybody else. But we can still prosper and make it in America. We do live in a meritocracy. And I just, I want to leave on that note. I don't want to leave on a, on a negative note. M and mainly because, it, you know, if there's anything that you're getting from this show, and this, this next statement is for people who are listening, who are enjoying the program. If you're getting anything, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to have the information and the truth, but I also want you to be encouraged because God doesn't have space in, in his word for us to be discouraged. His word is actually an encouragement to us. It's life and health to our bones. And God is the lifter of our head. He actually helps us to stay up and even keeled and be able to withstand all of the slings and arrows of the enemy and the circumstances that get thrown at us because we live in a fallen world. And so as disappointing as people can be, but God, we have so many opportunities to allow him to show himself strong in us. 
and to make paths straight, to make a way where there's no way, to not just bring us along, but to help us bring others along so that we can all be on that path and all be experiencing the fullness of the joy that is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so if there's anything I want you to get, haters, non-haters, it doesn't matter. If you have ears to hear, then you should hear that Jesus Christ is for you. He loves you. He died on the cross to save you. He took every sin, the weight of every sin of every human being that has ever lived and ever will live. And he experienced the absolute judgment for that sin, all of the sin himself. And in doing so, he freed us up to walk in grace and mercies that are new every morning in communion with him to be able to kind of be, it's, it's a carefree life, the Christian life, because no matter what happens here, we know we have eternity with the heavenly created bodies, no wrinkles, we won't be fat, no, no imperfections. We won't need to sleep, we won't need food, and we'll be eternally in the presence of God. We'll actually understand everything. We won't have any wonders or frets or any of that stuff. The utopia that some people seek to bring about here on this earth through political means that can never work, that actually exists for us on the other side of this life if we give our lives to Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? It's an opportunity. And it's up to you to take it. So I hope that you will. Um, we have, let me see here. We do not have enough time, I don't think, to listen to another bit of audio. I have some more for you. There's a 19-year-old West Virginia delegate who's introduced a bill that sends $10 million to help fund the border wall. Um, and I mentioned that I reached out to Steve King's office to see if I could get an interview with him. Um, all of their call lines are, the, the voicemail boxes are full. Um, I had someone connect me up with his comms director, but I haven't seen anything for that. So obviously that won't be today, but I am going to continue to work. I want to give Congressman Steve King an opportunity to come on the program and talk about what's happened to him because I sincerely believe that the cudgel of race is being used to destroy yet another strong conservative individual who refused to serve the whims of the establishment. And that's why they're so happy to see him go. We can't stand for that. So if you're leaving us now, God bless you from the heartland. If you're sticking around, you have onenewsnow.com news and information up next. Then me. We'll be right back.